Chapter 1 Morning Surprise Janet sat at the 20-year-old 4x6 dinner table in the middle of the country-style kitchen, sipping coffee and reading the newspaper. The sun had just started to rise above the trees, sending its golden light through the window and reaching across a kitchen sink into the room as if to touch her. She could read the news on her phone if she needed to, but her old-school dad still had the paper delivered to the house by Mrs. Crawford, who would toss it towards the porch from her old tan Chevrolet citation before noisily driving off back down the long, evergreen line driveway. She often missed, and Janet had to, more often than not, pick it up from the driveway. It was a beautiful house, mid-sized, off-white, three-bedroom, just outside the small city of Cashiers. It had a large wraparound porch with a swing in the right corner. Her dad had installed it there for her mother the moment they moved in. Her mother would sit on that swing, moving back and forth in the cool of the evening, smiling to herself as she basked in the smell of the ponies and jasmine wafting up to her from her tiny garden at the edge of the porch. You would see her on those evenings either crocheting or reading one of her Stephen King novels. Those were fun memories for Jan, and now it was just her and her father, and no one sits in that swing anymore. Jan was usually up and about before her father, which was about 6.30 every morning. She would get the newspaper, take it to the kitchen, make coffee and sometimes breakfast, then wait for him to join her so they could talk about their plans for the day. Sometimes it would be a while before he joined her. He was moving slower these days. While she waited, she would idly skim through the news section of the paper, often shaking her head at what was happening in this world. Then she would toss it aside and reach for the comics. By this time, Samuel Chase would be shuffling in to join her. Like clockwork, here he was. Hiya, kid, he said, walking into the kitchen. Then he moved over to grab his coffee cup from the cupboard to pour himself some coffee. Hiya, Dad, Janet responded without looking up from the paper. Samuel Chase was not just her father, he was also her captain. And they were both police officers at the local station in Cashiers, North Carolina. Working and living with someone might be a challenge for some, but for this couple, it wasn't. They were kindred spirits and were comfortable in each other's presence. Following in her father's footsteps, Janet became a police officer, not because he wanted her to or she felt some sort of obligation, but she believed in what he stood for. Law and order and protection of the citizens of wherever she was stationed, she believed in that same as her father. After graduating from the police academy, she rented an apartment in town, just to be close to them but far enough away to have her privacy and to give them their privacy. Two years later, her mother passed away from complications due to a blood clot. Without hesitation, she moved back in to take care of him. He was a tough captain, fair but unmoving in his beliefs in keeping the citizens of Kashir safe from both foreign and domestic attack. But when his wife died, he was completely lost. 
They had been married for 35 years. It took months before he was back to his old self. That was mostly in part due to his obligations as a father and a captain. Jan was also emotionally destroyed by her mother's passing, and if she was being honest, she had not only moved in to take care of her father, but needed him to take care of her as well. She also needed to be in her mother's space. Missing her mother, she needed to have her stuff around her. The pain of her loss would be more bearable. Her dad helped her, and she helped him. When one was weak, the other tried to be strong, and that was how their lives have been ever since. Life was slow in the mountains of Cashiers. Having no qualified suitors in this small town, Janice's life was home to work and back again. Occasionally, the town would have a festive event, but Janet would volunteer to be on duty at those times, so she didn't have to deal with socializing. She's an introvert and tried to stay away from those who wanted to change her. Her dad finished pouring his coffee and sat down with a grunt across from her, and in one fluid movement reached for the business section of the paper. Janet looked over and saw how creamy his coffee was and frowned. Still having coffee with your cream, huh, Dad? You really need to cut down on all that sugar. Your mama didn't take sugar and a lot of good that did her. Dad, really? What, too soon? Hey, she wouldn't mind that joke, he said, faking irritation. He had used humor to help him cope with his loss, and Janet was used to it. But she still loved to badger him helping him with the joke. Please don't. That's my mama you're talking about, you know, she said, also faking annoyance. She got up then and went to the sink to wash her cup. The police radio attached to her hip squawked, and Janet, fully dressed in her uniform, pulled it from its ulcer to answer it. Janet here, go ahead, she responded. There were only a ten-man squad, so there was no need to answer with ID numbers. They were familiar enough to answer using only their names. Dang, Jan, we got a mutilated body up here on Highway 107. Matt, one of their newest and youngest officers, responded. Janet could sense he was mentally hanging on by a thread. He must have seen something awful. He was a young former football player who didn't get frazzled easily, but now his voice was shaking. The squad at Cashiers was not used to horrific crimes, and a frown appeared on Janet's face. She looked at her father, trying to understand what she had heard. Say again, she asked, moving over to her father so he too could hear more clearly what Matt was saying. She held the radio between them, waiting for Matt to speak. We got a girl's body here. She was torn to bits and body parts are everywhere, man. Y'all need to get here quick. Matt was on the night shift, the rookie shift. Part of his duty was to patrol Highway 107, so she wasn't surprised that it was he who found the body. Nothing usually happens in the sticks, not during the day and especially not at night. The town is usually locked down by 6 p.m., all the country folks in, having supper or watching TV. So it was safe to have a rookie take that shift along with a veteran, which was his partner, Joe. Still looking at her father, she followed back, Okay, we're on our way. 
She holstered her radio and picked up her gun, which she had laid on the table, and shoved it into her holster and began to straighten her belt to fit more comfortably around her waist. Her father, who had come into the kitchen dressed only in an undershirt and his uniform pants, got up to complete his outfit. He shuffled out of the kitchen, still sipping his coffee, taking his newspaper with him, a sign that it was time for his morning constitutional. Janet watched him and her heart melted. He was getting old and was not able to move around much these days due to an old arm injury to his leg, but he refused to retire, not having anything to do when he did. There was nothing much to do around these parts, except to hunt and fish, and he liked neither. She continued to watch him as he shuffled towards his bedroom until he was out of sight. They both had patrol cars and always traveled separately, so she didn't need him for transport. Picking up her lunch bag, she shouted at the open door to his bedroom. See you at the scene, Dad. No, you go ahead. I'll meet you at the station, he shouted back. Are you sure? She responded. I'm getting too old for this. Don't have the stomach for it anymore. What he meant was that he could no longer look at dead bodies, not after the death of his wife. They rarely get torn bodies in these parts, but when they did, it was usually due to an animal attack. It was always a gruesome sight, but the bodies were usually found in areas where hikers had been warned not to go. She was a little concerned that this body was on the highway, but as a seasoned officer, she had learned not to make judgment calls until she was at the scene. Okay, Dad, see you at the station. I'll go take a look and report in. Okay, baby, stay safe. She stayed for a few more minutes, looking towards his bedroom, feeling love for her dad enough to overcome her. Then she walked out the front door into the bright morning light and the serenade of birds and into her patrol car.